Welcome to Unfiltered for the week of October 31st. We are live from City Studio Peel. My name is Don McLeod. This week we're going to be covering a range of topics. Uh, we're going to be talking to Chris Banks from uh, Legion Branch 15, who is their poppy chair. We're also going to be talking about Doug Ford coming into uh, Brampton, talking about uh, 41 new beds allocation for Brampton Civic. We're going to talk about COVID-19, the alarming numbers uh, that uh, seem to be rising uh, every week and what Mississauga had to say about that as well. Stick around uh, at the end of the program. We're going to be giving away a $25 gift certificate uh, to Chuck's Roadhouse in Mississauga. We do this every week and uh, to help support businesses. So if you're a business or an organization in Brampton that uh, wants to be highlighted, uh, all it takes is a gift certificate and uh, we'll be on the program. We'll give it away every week. Let's get right to it. Uh, we're going to introduce uh, uh, as I said, right off the top, Chris Banks uh, from Legion Branch 15. He is a poppy chair. Hello and uh, welcome to the program, Chris. Thanks for having me, Don. Now, a lot of organizations have had to transition uh, during this COVID. Uh, 2020 has been upsetting for a lot of organizations. Uh, yours as well. Remembrance Day, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, that has to be, that's sort of canceled. But the Poppy Drive, I know uh, Friday was originally or officially launched uh, with a flag raising at City Hall. And Poppy uh, Drive donations are important for Legion branches. We have Legion Branch 15 and 609 in Brampton. But you're the chair, and uh, the funds are basically essential for the organization to help support veterans. But this year it's different, obviously. Tell us a little bit about what is going to happen in regards to the Poppy Drive this year in Brampton. Well, the first big change that we made was we decided we weren't going to send poppies to schools or send volunteers to canvas in front of stores or malls like we traditionally do. A lot of what we decided to do was based on, you know, the age of our veterans, the age of our volunteers and the health of the community as a whole. These were not the easiest decisions, but we we made we feel we made the right choice. Are poppy boxes out there? Uh, you're not having people out there stand with poppy boxes to for donations. So what are you doing in lieu of that? Well, the rest of the poppy campaign is as usual. You'll see the poppy boxes out at stores. The digital poppy campaign is live and you can still donate poppies or donate to the poppy fund through the branches directly. So if people want to um, mail in checks, I know you had a check presented to you on Friday from uh, a local business owner. Uh, and if people want to actually donate money, they can actually write a check and send it to the different Legion branches. Is that correct? That's right. We are set up to take checks or cash donations. Our branch is set up to take taxable receipts. I know other branches in the area are, but that's depending on branch. I would recommend anybody who wants to donate, get in touch with their closest branch and speak to their poppy officer or their executive committee. All right, so they can find both branches, uh, Legion Branch 15 and 609. They're in the phone book. You can call them up. There'll be someone there to answer your questions. Is that correct? And we're on Facebook as well. All right, perfect. Let's uh, let's go through exactly what these donations go for. For a lot of people, they don't understand, right? I mean, the last year we talked about it. We did an interview with you, but just reiterate what these funds go for. Well, uh, first thing I want to do is I want to talk about what we traditionally spend our poppy funds on, and that's any kind of support that is over and above what the government supports for veterans. So veterans will get support for the government for their medical appointments. 
but they may not get pres- uh, support for their prescriptions, which is one of the areas where the Legion can step in. And with our poppy funds, we can cover the prescription costs for veterans who don't have the means to pay for their own prescriptions. That's just one example. There are many other ways that we will help veterans with medical bills or any other kind of distress that comes up in their life, whether they've lost their house, they've lost their you know, mental health, and they need someone to connect them to um, a counselor in the community. These are things that we can do. We won't pay for the counselor, but we can connect them. Um, and then uh, the non-traditional ways that we support uh, in this year was a big, big change for us. We did not expect COVID, no one did. Um, but our veterans were at risk, uh, even more so than they traditionally are. So we had to find a solution to help them. We had to get in front of the problem. So what we did at Branch 15 is we called up every one of our veterans that we care for, and we got a grocery order from them. And we made a big grocery purchase, and we spent thousands of dollars getting groceries to each one of these veterans and their families, and not just you know, canned goods, but also, you know, if they had kids like, okay, well, you know, some chocolate bars is not going to break the bank, but it will make a big difference in the welfare and the mental health of the family. So Chris, let me ask you a question. Have you seen an uptake in the amount of of veterans uh, in Brampton needing help or even even across Peel? Have you seen the numbers increase? No. Two things have actually happened. The first is that our numbers have been pretty consistent from what I've seen. We have some coming in, some coming out, um, and that's just for Peel region. It's gonna be different in other parts of the country. Um, What we were really surprised by was how many of our veterans turned around and said, no, don't worry about me. There are other people who need help more right now. And these are the vets that we knew, like you're just being humble. We pushed and we pushed and they got the help they needed. But what we found remarkable was how humble they were and how community orientated they were. Well, that's that normally comes with the uh, the territory. If you're a vet, you know that exactly. Right. Um, and just you know that, yes. Note, uh, yeah. You did uh, how many tours of Afghanistan, Chris? I was in Afghanistan once and I was in Bosnia once and I did three domestic ops. Thank you. All right. So. The parade, uh, November 11th, obviously it's canceled. What is happening in lieu of that? Well, it's not just the November 11th parade that's been canceled. We've also had to cancel the sunrise service and the sunset service, the candlelight vigil, sorry, and the sunset service. The parade is canceled, the service is not. What we have done instead is we have pre-filmed the service. This was only possible because of the amazing staff at the city of Brampton and we have it ready to go. It's gonna air on November 11th at 10.55 on the City of Brampton website. All right, perfect. Well, you know, those who wanna tune in, they can tune in, but I think basically if they wanna help your branch or uh, any other branch in regards to across Peel with the veterans, um, as you said, uh, different uh, branches help uh, veterans in different ways, but this is why the poppy drive is so important for every Legion branch across this country. So if you wanna donate, you can actually, don't forget to drop 
and uh, drop and buy a poppy, but you can also send a check to the Legion branches throughout the region of Peel and across Canada. So thank you for joining us, Chris. Good luck in the campaign. Uh, do you have a monetary number that you'd like to hit this year? Oh, I'm sure I could think of a gross number, but <laughs> what we have said to the community, and we said this on the flag raising on Friday, we understand that this is a hard time for a lot of Canadians. If you can't donate, we're not going to shame you. We're not going to tell you you can't wear a poppy. We actually want you to still come grab a poppy. Even if you can't leave a, a donation, please come take a poppy. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks, Don. Okay, next up, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Doug Ford was in Brampton uh, this week, and he was talking about uh, 87 new beds for uh, William Osler, and uh, 47 went to Etobicoke, and 41 came to Brampton. All the politicians were all happy. There was a good photo op, but 41 new beds is not exactly uh, a big amount. Uh, Brampton Civic holds 608 beds. They got another 17 beds and now another 41 beds. In 2007, when uh, the Brampton Civic opened, uh, it had, as I said, spaces for 608 beds. But there was a whole bunch of uh, different problems when that opened. I think at one time there was only 458 beds operational because they didn't have enough staff to actually nurses and so on and so forth to staff a full 608. In 2017, uh, Dr. Muhammad, who was the vice chair of uh, William Osler, uh, basically got $10.2 million from the Liberal government uh, for the ER. And he said at the time that that was not even enough. That was a drop in the bucket. That's where hallway medicine came from. The, uh, the beds sometimes were lined up in the hallways and sunrooms because they didn't have enough not only spaces but beds to, to put those uh, beds in. 41 new beds is not a big adjustment to that. Peel Memorial basically, as some people have said, is a glorified clinic. It's not even a walk-in clinic. It doesn't have an emergency. And for a lot of people in Brampton, we've been waiting for the completion of the Peel Memorial and a third hospital. But uh, this is what uh, the mayor had to say in regards to those uh, 41 new beds for Brampton Civic. So we're going to stay on the provincial government. Uh, the premier has now publicly stated he's going to get a new hospital built. He wants to get the shovels in the ground. We uh, are going to hold him uh, to that uh, commitment. Uh, but he, you know, as recently as yesterday, was telling me that he really wants to get this uh, going and is going to push it and expedite it as fast as he can. Um, so I'm optimistic, cautiously optimistic, that we're going to see some activity in the very near future. I don't think you would publicly make this commitment um, two times um, in the last frankly, um, in less than a year um, at press conferences unless you intended to follow through. And if they don't, I think that would look pretty bad on the provincial government to make a public commitment and not, and not follow through. But rest assured, we will stay on them. We will stay, um, uh, as I like to say to uh, Prab Mead and the health minister, we're going to call them every day until we see that shovel on the ground. Well, what do you think about that uh, statement, Faz? Well, thanks for introducing me, Don. I think you forgot to do that part, but that's okay. <laughs> Everybody knows who you are, Faz. You join me every week. They should know by now. Who, you know, like if they're just tuning in, this is Fazel Khan. He's behind the scenes. He's uh, the mastermind behind the scenes, and he joins me now. Welcome, Faz. <laughs> Thank you, Don. Thank you. I feel like I'm, I'm right. welcome now. There so that uh, that was that was quite the interesting clip. But you kind of set it up. But uh, the the new hospital or the finishing of phase two of Peel was kind of 
promoted by the, our local MP, Pramit Sarkari, as an announcement. Even when Doug Ford was in here, they put together a video making it sound like it was an announcement. This, there's no funding, there's no legislation, uh, there's only hope, right? And as the mayor said, you know, this is the second time in a year, a year ago, or about a year ago, um, this was promised, and now they're re-promising it. Uh, no doubt they're going to re-promise it uh, right before election time. That's my opinion. Well, the national average is 2.5 beds per thousand people. We're, we're well below the national average, right? We're, we're, we're not even half of the national average at this point in time. And for the ninth largest city in Canada, we only have one operational hospital and basically a glorified, glorified clinic at this point in time. So we have been totally underfunded in healthcare. Yeah, and you know, I feel bad for our local municipal politicians because at this point, all we can do is beg. You know, this, this provincial government, I think the NDP had a, a motion in parliament where uh, it was kind of voted down and I don't even think Pragmate was there or um, our Brampton West uh, MPP was there. So I don't understand it. Announce funding, you know, you don't have to have the plan solidified, but announce an amount of funding. Just like they announced 41 beds for Brampton, I don't know where they, how they come up with 41 beds. And then even with 41 beds, where are these beds gonna go? Are these, like, is, they're not building any new space, so they're somehow squeezing in 41 new beds. Like, the whole announcement didn't make sense to me. Whenever I hear new beds are being funded and, new, and there's no new construction, where are these beds going? Is it just a way of saying we're increasing funding and the hospital gets used the money as they want, or is it actually a bed that they're putting somewhere in the hospital? If you're an MP, I don't care if you're a Liberal MP, an NDP MP, or uh, the current Conservative ones, this is a disgrace that is only getting worse. There has been not enough advocation on the ground level, and sooner or later, you know, people are going to remember this. I mean, it's, it doesn't fall on just one party. It falls on all of them, coming in and talking about, oh, 41 beds, and we're supposed to be grateful for crumbs thrown on the ground. Yeah, and for those residents who are sending messages of congratulations to our MPPs and to our provincial government, I don't like that's not what we want. That's not going to help our situation. That's what the government wants to, for us to be happy and we go away and maybe in six months then they'll have to allocate the money. We cannot be thankful for 41 beds and a promise and sometime in the future to have more ho uh, another hospital or a third hospital, which is what we really need. So for, yeah, for, for those I residents agree. out there, come on, stop it. Just like, we got to beg at this point. Well, that's the thing. And just because, you know, you back the conservative government or whatever, and now it's, oh, it's a great, it's a, it's a great announcement. No, it's not a great announcement. It's not something that we should be celebrating at all. Like you said, it's, it's only 41 beds, guys. We're not even hitting half the national average of 2.5 beds per thousand people in Brampton. And you're happy about that? Well, let's, uh, let's talk about COVID. The numbers have been up over the last uh, several weeks. Um, they've been hitting high numbers. Uh, Brampton uh, seems to be leading Peel in these numbers. And uh, I know you have a clip of uh, what uh, Mississauga councillors were talking about just this week in regards to those numbers. So let's hear that clip. Affectionately, we are in the hands of the science geeks. Affectionately. They've been waiting for years to take over the world and they have now done so. Now, these numbers are ridiculously unscientific. I want to know proportionately to our population what these numbers say, and you compare them to Halton. Why was Ford looking at closing Halton, and then lots of political pressure, 
and whoop-de-doo, he flipped it right over. And if I lived in Caledon with their political influence, I'd be stomping down to the border and putting up a wall just like Trump. You know, that is probably one of the biggest calls that I get from residents is how come we're lumped in with Brampton? You know, and maybe we should send a, a letter to the Premier and say, you didn't let us separate from the region, but can you let us separate from Brampton when it comes to COVID? They're more than double our numbers at times. And I touch wood because I do know that this is a, you know, a flowing, um, you know, situation. But I think that our residents have, have really bought in or are doing a great job in, in, in ensuring that they're washing their hands and doing the distance and doing all of these things. But us being lumped into that big pile really isn't help, helping our businesses. And that's what we need to do. And, and Mr. Premier, let us separate at least once. Thank you. <laughs> I think you have all of our support. Thank you. Kevin. If we're if our numbers are fairly consistent, we're seeing that here in Mississauga, then why do we get treated the same as in Brampton? Who knows what's going on over there? I have no idea. Patrick needs to or Mayor Brown needs to uh, get a better handle on it other than, you know, staging the odd photo op. There was a lot in there, Don. <laughs> I love Carolyn Parrish. Apparently the science geeks have been trying to take over the world and we, we, we I didn't know that. Did you? Uh, yes, I did. I'm one of the science geeks. Oh. I'm an engineer and <laughs> I've always wanted to take over the world. Ed. Wow. Okay. Well, the, the, this is new. Thank you, Carolyn, for letting us know that the science, uh, science geeks out there, right? Anyway, so there's this a lot was, of disparaging uh, words was, from Mississauga yeah, Council. This was Mississauga Council during the week uh, when Bonnie Crombie was uh, explaining the, uh, the city's COVID numbers. And obviously, every, all of our small businesses are hurting. There was a lot, of, a lot of their counselors saying that they get calls regularly of small business owners basically crying on the phone uh, because of their financial situation and uh, asking for help. You know, they're also dealing with the fact that Halton is, restaurants are allowed to have dine-in and Mississauga can't. And if you look at some parts of Mississauga, let's say Dundas Street, part of Dundas Street South is Halton, is Oakville. Their restaurants are open and Mississauga residents are going there. On the north side of the street, which is Mississauga, those restaurants are closed and people are laid off. So I can understand uh, Mississauga's frustration of not being able to open. But if you look at the numbers, and I'll, I'll show you the numbers here, Don. If you look at the numbers, the, the blue bars are the last 14 weeks for Mississauga, and the kind of orangey bars is the last 14 weeks for uh, the city of Brampton. So Brampton obviously is doing much worse, uh, but that's not to say Mississauga is doing great. If you look at also the positivity rate, which is the percentage of people who get tested, how many of them are actually um, uh, infected. In Brampton, the positivity rate is over 9%, which is double of what Mississauga is. So Brampton's number should, uh, is probably even worse than what we're seeing on the screen there. It's because we're not doing, likely not doing enough testing because of that positivity rate being high. So Mississauga has a, has a case to say that what is going on in Brampton, and I think uh, public health needs to explain what is going on in Brampton because uh, none of us, if we knew, maybe we'd do something to, to address it. But that said, Mississauga, uh, their, their uh, case count is still uh, close to 50. Uh, their positivity rate is about half of Brampton, 4.4%. I think the province is looking at a, you know, a positivity rate of 3%, meaning you're doing insufficient testing. So there is a lot going on there that uh, Mississauga councillors like to kind of point the finger at Brampton. What, what, if, if Brampton, if Mississauga were to open, let's say, to allow their restaurants to have dine-in, the same thing's gonna happen, let's say, in Malton, in Councillor Parrish's um, ward, where right there's in, gonna be restaurants yeah. open in Malton that Mississauga residents are gonna go to, or Brampton residents are gonna go to. Or, you know, may, Malton has part of the airport, so their numbers are probably not that great, so maybe her ward should be closed and all the other wards should be open. 
So I think what all of the politicians are slowly gravitating to, especially the municipal municipal politician, is localized uh, response. So just the way we do it in schools, if there is a case in a school, you don't shut down the whole school. You, you isolate that student uh, and that family. You keep the school open. You do extra cleaning. And I think some of the Mississauga counselors are saying the same thing. Let's have the same thing for restaurants. If there is a case, if there is uh, a breakout in a restaurant, let's localize that. Let's not put the burden on all small business restaurants to shut down because there's one breakout. Um, and if you look at the data this past week, uh, I think in terms of um, breakouts, uh, restaurants are, uh, since the beginning of August, account for 3.3% of the breakout, ju and just slightly below uh, gyms. And the highest breakouts are industrial and kind of social settings. So there, the provincial response is breaking down, I think. Uh, people's uh, attitudes towards what's going on is they're, they're getting restless. And uh, politicians now need to step up. And, you know, it's been eight, nine months we're at a point now where things could get really worse. And what is the response, especially for small business restaurants? Well, here's the thing, uh, you know, like we talked about this on our first show about the messaging not being there. It's, it's been convoluted, it's been ad hoc, it's been reactive rather than proactive. Uh, and that said though, in Brampton, there has been some bad behavior that we can highlight. You know, there was a wedding in Vaughan uh, at, a, at, a, at a hall on Jane Street where there was 100 people, 44 people um, uh, got infected, more than likely because of attendance at that wedding. And then if you look into the data, 31 of those people are, were from Peel region. And I'm going to, you know, nobody's said otherwise, but I'm going to assume it's uh, folks from Brampton. Well, you have a picture yesterday, it was posted uh, across uh, yep. social media yesterday, about uh, a developer uh, at Aspen Ridges Homes, and this is in Brampton, uh, they were holding an open house and, uh, well, not an open house, but, you know, they were selling houses. Like, take a look at this. This is in Brampton. Where, where's the city bylaw officers yeah. or where's the city of Brampton in regard? Well, how do they let this go? I mean, I, I have a house that was on, uh, I see there was a house on my street that was up for sale. I saw a real estate agent uh, basically bringing people in. Uh, to that house and I thought basically they were talking about the real estate association was saying they uh, discourage open houses so I don't know if it's you know a, a one-off of or if you if you can bring people into houses or what the situation well, is. Well you know, I asked this the uh, the I asked the realtor who took that photo if we can use it because he also had a video and he didn't want me to show the uh -huh. video but I think he is also frustrated because they can't have these large open houses but why is a a large builder in Brampton able to do a marketing event like this where they draw in so many people. And these are not cheap houses, right? These are, from what I understand, uh, houses start from 1.3 million and you got to line up like that outside. I don't know what's happening inside. They might be letting people in one at a time, but you know, have a better scheduling system. Um, this is not the time for those kinds of activities. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, and there was, I saw there was a video and there was a long lineup. That's just, that's just part of the people that were lined up in front of that uh, developer. Apparently there were reports of a thousand people there. We're also going to give away a gift certificate today. We uh, talked about uh, off the top of the program about uh, gift certificates. If you're a business in Brampton, you want to highlight your business, uh, we'd uh, be more than happy to do that. All you have to do is submit a gift certificate to us and we'll, uh, we'll get some video of your, your, uh, your organization or your, your, your business as well and we'll promote it. This is Chuck's Roadhouse. This is in uh, Mississauga. 
Uh, we have a $25 gift certificate. So if uh, anyone wants to uh, get that gift certificate, uh, just uh, you can email me at don at citystudio.ca. I will send it to you, right? It's as easy as that. So that's it for Unfiltered for the week of October 31st. Uh, upcoming uh, this week, obviously, next week, uh, we have November 3rd, which is the United States election. November 5th, we have the, uh, the Ontario budget coming down from uh, Doug Ford. Uh, we'll see if anything is uh, related to uh, Brampton in that budget. Uh, perhaps uh, the, uh, the Premier will actually allocate funds for the Peel second part of Peel Region uh, Memorial Hospital. We will keep an eye on that. Thank you for joining us and uh, we'll see you next week.